What's up, guys? I'm David Williams, the host of the Hoopball Grizzlies podcast. The Grizz Next Gen have a phenomenal young core, and the future is looking bright in Memphis. Come listen to our show and learn more about the most exciting young team in the league. You can find me on Twitter at dwill2111, and the show and other Grizzlies news are at Hoopball Grizz. Stop by and check us out. Ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for betting tips. I always get asked, who you got, Lakers or Clippers, Rodgers or Mahomes, and I'll tell you what I tell them. First off, I don't have Mitchell Trubisky. That's the one thing I'll tell them for sure. But second and more importantly, where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. And no matter where you bet, don't bet on Mitchell Trubisky. That's why I tell people to bet with my bookie. MyBookie's rep is rock solid, and they've got the best odds, contests, and promotions in the business. They're the only place I trust to handle my NBA-related bets. This is the one sports book that's guaranteed to give me the best lines on the NFL playoffs, and let me tell you, this upcoming weekend of games, oh, it's going to be a doozy. You've got Buffalo and Baltimore, Tampa Bay, New Orleans, Green Bay, and Los Angeles, and what I think is going to be a really fun game, Kansas City and Cleveland. Hopefully the Browns have their head coach back. You know me, and you know I don't give my stamp of approval very easily. To earn it, you've got to be the best at what you do. And my bookie is the best sports book out there, period. It's simple. Sign up, enter promo code HOOPBALL, and get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Head over to MyBookie if you want to add a little excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Bet with the best. Bet with MyBookie. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. What is up, Bulls fans, and welcome to the Hoop Ball Chicago Bulls podcast here on the Hoop Ball Network. We are brought to you, as always, by MyBookie and Manscaped. Go check out our two awesome sponsors. Support them as best you can because they keep the lights on here at Hoop Ball. I delayed our recap of the Bulls-Clippers game from Sunday for a variety of reasons. Number one, I had put out a lot of content in a short amount of time, and I wanted to make sure that you weren't being bombarded. This compressed NBA schedule has really caused us to talk about more games in a shorter period of time, and I wanted to make sure that nothing got lost in the fray. And that recording on a Sunday, honestly, is not the greatest thing. People don't listen if you put something out on a Sunday night. People are watching football or drinking wine or spending time with their family. They're not listening to podcasts. Let's just be honest about that. Maybe some of you are. I certainly don't. Maybe I'm just describing my own habits on a Sunday night. But in any event, I've been putting out a lot of content, and I wanted to make sure that I spread everything out a little bit. Number two, I had decided that I was going to record the recap of that game on Monday morning, and then the news about the Celtics game came out, in that because of the Celtics' inability to field a full roster, the Bulls and Celtics were going to be postponed to a date yet to be determined. So I figured I would use this time to talk about the next couple of opponents and also talk about the Clipper game. But in addition to the opponents, to talk about the NBA in general and where we're at right now as a league. 
because the NBA is on the precipice of pausing for a week or possibly two because COVID issues are running rampant throughout the association. The Dallas Mavericks have it. That's going to potentially be an issue for the Bulls. They play the Mavericks again on Sunday. The Washington Wizards have been a COVID outbreak epicenter. And the Phoenix Suns have also had their fair share of COVID issues. We've already seen that the Boston Celtics have caused the Bulls to have a game get postponed. And the NBA came out with a new set of protocols, which they probably should have had in place from the get-go. Look, the NBA has done, for the most part, a really nice job of thinking through every possible scenario that could go wrong. But the NBA did not have enough foresight to, well, you know, not let people into hotel rooms, or at least people that had not been tested and approved by the team. I don't understand how that slipped through the cracks, but it did, and now the NBA is going to have to reset. And I will be very curious to see if the NBA ends up pausing the season at some point because we're approaching that point where so many teams have so many different issues with COVID that we might just need to take two weeks off. Again, remember, the NBA only released the first half of the NBA schedule. We don't have a second half of the 72-game schedule yet. We only have until the beginning of March. We don't know what the back end of the NBA schedule is like because the NBA realized they were going to have to build in a contingency plan. But in any event, let's talk about the Clippers game. The Bulls' three losses on their past road trip to the West Coast, they lost by four points at Sacramento, two points at the LA Lakers, and three points to the LA Clippers. The Bulls had a seven-point lead at halftime in this game, 59-52, and lost 130-127. It was tied after the third quarter because the Bulls gave up 42 points to the L.A. Clippers. The Bulls scored 35, which helped to counteract that, but the Bulls' defense was just not very good in that third quarter, and in the fourth quarter, it was a slugfest between Zach Levine and the combination of Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Zach Levine actually made history. This stat is courtesy of StatMuse. On Sunday against the Clippers, he had 45 points, he had 10 three-point field goals, 7 rebounds, and 7 assists. He joins Michael Jordan and Bob Love as the only other players in Bulls history with at least 10 career 40-point games. Bob Love had 13, Michael Jordan had 165. That's why he is the greatest of all time. Sorry, LeBron fans, that's the truth. Zach Levine once again put the Bulls on his back. He had 45 points on 15 of 26 shooting. If you're going to score 45 points, if you do it on 58% shooting, even shooting 26 attempts, that is pretty damn good. He was 10 of 16 from beyond the arc. 10 of 16. He made over half of the Bulls' three-point field goals. The Bulls had 18 three-pointers in the game. He had 10 of them. Garrett Temple got the start in place of Otto Porter Jr., and he was awesome. 18 points on 7 of 8 shooting, 3 of 4 from beyond the arc. Garrett Temple is somebody that can step into the starting lineup and be an efficient piece. Kobe White did not have a good game shooting. He had 8 rebounds and 13 assists. He was one point away and two rebounds away from a triple-double. Patrick Williams, he was incredibly efficient. 
He was great again defensively. He had two steals. He was a plus nine, 17 points on six of nine shooting, three of five from beyond the arc. Patrick Williams impressed LeBron. LeBron was asked about Patrick Williams in his postgame press conference and was glowing about Williams, as was Kawhi Leonard. So Patrick Williams continuing to play solid basketball. But the Bulls only had eight guys. They played Adam Makoka less than a minute. They played eight guys in the fourth game of a four-game road trip 2,000 miles from home. You're not going to win when you're that tired and you can't use many guys. Kawhi Leonard had 35 points on 14 of 22 shooting, 7 of 9 from beyond the arc. Paul George had 28 points on 8 of 19 shooting, 5 of 8 from beyond the arc. He had 9 assists. The Clippers are a good team. We knew the Clippers were going to be a good team, and we heard it from Brandon Marcus, who we talked with on our Clippers-Bulls preview, he of the Hoop Ball Los Angeles Clippers podcast. He said that Ty Lue is the right fit coaching-wise for this team, and Paul George is proving why he was worth that extension. Brandon was very critical of Lou Williams. Well, Lou Williams took that personally because he was a plus 16 in 24 minutes on Sunday. 21 points, 6 of 10 shooting, 4 assists, and 3 steals. Lou Williams was back to Mr. Sixth Man of the Year. It was pretty evident. The Los Angeles Clippers are a more experienced team, and they grinded the Bulls away down the stretch. It did not help that the Bulls had 23 turnovers, and that was the difference in the ballgame to me. 23 turnovers to 10, so the Bulls were a minus 13 in the turnover department, and the Clippers were plus 20 in points off turnovers. 31 to 11. When you turn the ball over 23 times, and you allow 31 points off turnovers, you're not going to win many basketball games. That's just the science of the turnover statistic. You're just not. And that balances out the fact that the Bulls shot 61% from the field, Clippers shot 49%, Bulls shot 55% from three-point range, Clippers shot 56%, or rather 53%. They made two more three-pointers than the Bulls did. Bulls got to the line 17 times, Clippers got to the line 25 times. Every little statistic makes a difference. Bulls were a plus four in the rebounding margin. Bulls' largest lead was 13. The Bulls had a great chance to win this game. Zach Levine went off. Zach Levine has been awesome this season. So far, through 11 games, Zach Levine is averaging 28 points a game. 28 points a game. In his last five games, he has scored over 30 points four times. He had 39 points against Dallas, 32 points at Sacramento, 38 points at the Lakers, and 45 points at the Clippers. Think about that. Zach Levine is showing out for you right now. And there's a lot of people that are saying, well, the Bulls should trade Zach Levine while his value is high. Look, if he continues to perform like this, Zach Levine is clearly a part of your future. This is the Zach Levine that you wanted. This is the Zach Levine that you had been asking for for quite some time. This is the guy that you traded for. Not the guy that was struggling to find whatever the hell he was trying to do under Jim Boylan. It was pretty clear that Jim Boylan had a severely negative effect on Zach Levine's performance. We all knew that, but our points have been validated 
because of the way that Zach Levine has been playing under Billy Donovan. It's night and day. Let's take a look at a few stats from Levine last year to Levine this year. And we'll even look at two years ago. So this year, Levine's averaging 27.7 points per game. Last year, 25.5. The year before, 23.7. So the points per game going up. Field goal percentage, 46.7% in 2018-19, 45% last year, 49% this year. His three-point percentage has been about the same, 37.4% two years ago, 38% last year, 37% this year. So it's actually the lowest it's been in his three full years in a Bulls uniform. I know this is his fourth year on the roster, but he was hurt for a lot of the 2017-18 season. He's averaging a career-high 5.1 rebounds, never averaged above five rebounds ever in his previous two seasons with the Bulls. He's averaging a career-high 4.6 assists per game. His turnovers are a little bit up, but look, if Zach Levine is averaging 28 points a game and is shooting almost 50% from the field, That is remarkable improvement. That's what you want to see from a guy that was drafted by the Wolves to be a superstar-type shooting guard and was traded for by the Bulls to also be that superstar-type shooting guard. He is fulfilling the prophecy that we all set out for him. The question now is, can he keep it up? If the Bulls continue to give him opportunities to take over games, I think that he will. Zach Levine is clearly showing right now that he's not afraid of anybody. He can go up and score 38 points against the Lakers, then score 45 points against the Clippers. This dude has no fear. No fear whatsoever, and I love it. I love the aggression that Zach Levine is showing. And you know what? If he's going to score 45 points, let him shoot 26 times a game. If you're only going to have eight guys, let him shoot 26 times a game. Let him take over games. As Bulls color analyst Stacey King would say, give him the hot sauce. So bottom line, even though the Bulls are 4-7 and seven on the year, they could be a lot better than they are right now. There is a lot to be happy about watching this team play. And we are going to get into some more big picture stuff after this quick timeout for a word from our sponsors. This is the Hoop Ball Chicago Bulls podcast on the Hoop Ball Network. We'll be right back. Support for Hoop Ball comes from Manscaped, who offers the best in men's below the belt grooming. Happy New Year from Manscaped, who offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped is here to help you have clean balls for the new year. Ring in the new year with the right tools for the job. Happy 2021. Spoiler alert, hairy nuts are still gross. Step into the new year with the tree standing taller and shave your boys. Manscaped is here to give you a new year's resolution that you'll actually want to keep. The Perfect Package 3.0 is the the below-the-waist grooming package you need to start off strong this new year. Come out of quarantine with clean balls thanks to the Lawnmower 3.0. This waterproof and skin-safe trimmer will reduce nicks to your two best friends. It's also time to freshen up down there in the new year. 
The Crop Preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits, why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? And for on-the-go freshness, you'll love the Crop Reviver Ball Toner Spray. Start the new year with a fresh set of testes thanks to Manscaped. Bring sexy back in 2021. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Welcome back to the HoopBall Chicago Bulls podcast here on the HoopBall Network. My name is Greg Mraz. It is a pleasure to have you along for the ride. Thank you so much for tuning in here on a Thursday morning or a Thursday afternoon or whenever you may be listening to this show. We are going to have our buddy Lawrence Brooks back on the program to preview Bulls and Mavericks on Sunday if that game even happens because the Dallas Mavericks, Maxi Kleber had to go on a COVID leave and Dallas last night in their win over the Charlotte Hornets, they only had nine guys. Josh Green played 18 minutes, which is significant because Josh Green has barely played this year. Chris Tapps Porzingis played 21 minutes. I'm still not sold that that game is going to happen. The incubation period for the virus is up to 14 days. So you could test negative and then play a game and then test positive. That's the problem with playing sports during COVID-19 is that the incubation period for the virus is so long, you could have it be negative for up to five days then be positive, and you could have spread it to who knows how many people. So the NBA on Tuesday came out with a new set of health and safety protocols which are designed to try and minimize any exposure to the outside world. And by the outside world, we mean anybody outside of the team traveling parties. So here are some of the new guidelines that the NBA put out. This is per their news release. Players in their home market are required to remain in their residence for at least the next two weeks except to attend team-related activities at the team facility or arena, exercise outside, or perform essential activities or as a result of extraordinary circumstances. When home from work, players may only interact with household members, family, and any personal staff working regularly in the home. Players on the road are not permitted to leave their hotel other than for team activities or emergencies. They are no longer able to interact with non-team guests at the hotel. Individuals who regularly visit a player or team staff's home for professional purposes must be tested for COVID-19 twice a week. If a player tests positive or a staff member is at high risk, the NBA may require players and team staff to undergo five consecutive days of twice-per-day lab-based testing in addition to daily point-of-care testing. Players are restricted from arriving at the arena prior to three hours before tip-off. Before and after games, interactions between players are limited to elbow or fist bumps. Players are also encouraged to avoid extended socializing and maintain six feet of distance as much as possible. Players are required to wear face masks on the bench, in the locker room, during strength and conditioning activities, and when traveling with a non-household member. Cool-down chairs spaced six feet apart and not requiring masks will be provided at least 12 feet from the bench for players exiting the game. Cool-down players must return to their assigned seats on the bench with a mask. 
Pre-game locker room meetings are limited to no more than 10 minutes for at least the next two weeks, and everyone in attendance must wear a face mask. All other meetings between players and team staff also require face masks and must take place on the court in a league-approved space or in a room large enough to provide six feet of distance between individuals. Teams are required to form seating charts to ensure players who sit closest to each other on the bench must also do the same on the team plane. Massages, physical therapy, and other treatment sessions at hotels require face masks and must be performed in a ballroom or other large open space, providing 12 feet of space between players. So those are some of the key main points of the adjusted protocols. And look, here is what I have to say in regards to this adjustment. Why didn't you do it sooner, number one? And number two, this is what you have to do if you want to save your season. The NBA has run into way more COVID issues than I personally thought they would. The NBA, with the bubble concept, had been the gold standard of how to play sports during the pandemic. The NHL followed with their hub city concept. Major League Baseball and the NFL decided, well, we're not going to do that. The bubble was a grand ordeal, no question about it. Imagine being in one place for over three months, especially if you're the Lakers or the Heat. You are in one city, in one hotel complex, for over three months. It is very difficult to comprehend what it must have been like to be in that situation. But here's the thing. It worked. You had no positive COVID tests inside the bubble. Other than the games that were postponed in response to the protests regarding the shooting of Jacob Blake in Kenosha, Wisconsin, there were no COVID postponements. The bubble worked perfectly, but it was a large ordeal to organize and to put on, and to sustain for that matter. And the NBA decided, we need to try this in our home cities. And here's the problem. I don't necessarily think that putting the teams back in their home cities was a bad idea. I think that the scheduling was absolutely awful. Take, for instance, the Chicago Bulls. This is what the schedule would have been like if the Bulls had not had their game against the Celtics postponed. They would have gone from Portland to Sacramento to Los Angeles, back to Chicago, then to Oklahoma City, and then to Houston. They would have been in Chicago for one day. They would have gone from L.A. on a Sunday to Oklahoma City on a Friday. Some teams are playing back-to-back games against the same opponents, but there are still teams that are traveling cross-country. Wasn't the whole point to mitigate the variables? Weren't you supposed to look at the best solution to make sure that the travel was minimized? You haven't done that. You're trying to compress 72 games into a time period where you cannot compress 72 games. You just can't do it. Teams are playing three games in five days. You're having back-to-back. Some teams are playing three games in four days. And with postponements, you're going to get to see even more games getting played in a shorter amount of time. This is what the NBA has chosen to do. And in my opinion, unless they find a better way to schedule the second half of the year, and unless they take the playoffs back into the bubble, or even 
the second half of the season back into a contained environment, they're not going to survive this year. At the rate that the COVID vaccine is rolling out, and the NBA has already said they're not going to jump the line to get the vaccine, and nor should they, but if they can't figure this out, and if they cannot eliminate every variable possible to keep their players safe and healthy, this season is going to get paused, and it might get shortened because the NBA wanted to start the season this quickly to make sure that they did not interfere with the 2021 Olympics. At least that's the view that I get when I see the type of schedule that gets put out. The NBA season started on December 22nd. It's January 14th. We're less than a month into this, and we are already worried about the NBA having to go on hiatus. This is a big problem. And the Bulls, they have issues with COVID because Tomas Sadoransky, we don't know when he's coming back. We don't know when Lowry Markkinen's coming back. Now the Bulls have one of their starters in Otto Porter Jr. hurt. He's out with back spasms. He didn't play against the LA Clippers. So while the Bulls don't want to see games postponed due to COVID, from a health perspective, it's good for them to have almost a full week off in between games. By a full week, I mean a full Monday to Friday. They have four days off in between games. Let's see how well they come out against a rebuilding Oklahoma City team, one that Billy Donovan is very familiar with. Before we go, we do have to talk about the James Harden trade because it changes the balance of power in the Eastern Conference. Karis LeVert goes to Indiana. Victor Oladipo leaves Indiana, and he goes to Houston. Jarrett Allen goes from the Nets to the Cavs, as does Torian Prince. The Rockets get a bunch of picks and pick swaps from the Nets, and the Nets get James Harden, where he's reunited with Kevin Durant and gets to team up with Kyrie Irving. We don't know what to make of Kyrie Irving at this point because he has gone AWOL. He was caught at a birthday party with no masks on with family members, and he decided he wasn't going to play because of the Capitol insurrection. Nobody has any idea whether or not Kyrie Irving is going to play again this year. Nobody knows if Kyrie Irving has the desire to play again this year. Kyrie Irving is kind of the wild card that's out there that I don't think the Brooklyn Nets can really think about, but they decided to go for it all and give up three first-round picks to get James Harden, who by all accounts is out of shape and forced his way out of Houston. First off, James Harden's got to get back into shape And then we'll see if he can rekindle some of the magic that he once had with Kevin Durant when they were both in Oklahoma City. This doesn't really affect the Bulls that much because I don't really feel like the Nets getting better or adding a star really changes the Bulls' position in the conference. What it does show is that the East got more top-heavy and the Bulls are going to have to find a way to get to that level over the next couple of years if they want to be competing for the Eastern Conference title. The standard has been set. How fast is it going to take you to get there? Right now, the Bulls are on their way. They're a long way from it, but they are indeed on their way. That is going to do it for this edition of the Hoop Ball Chicago Bulls podcast. Make sure you go check out all of the rest of our content on the Hoop Ball Network and go check out our website, hoop-ball.com. 
Have a great rest of your day, everybody. We'll talk to you after the Oklahoma City game. And as always, Go Bulls! This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Hoop Ball Chicago Bulls podcast. If you've made it this far, stick around for a little while longer. Do you like free stuff? Everybody loves free stuff. What's the stuff? The Bruise Letter is back. Oh yes, back and fresh for the 2020-2021 NBA season. Our founder, Aaron Bruski, is writing an email newsletter filled with his most intimate fantasy nuggets. It's exclusive content you cannot find anywhere else. It's not on the website, it's not on any podcast, it's not on social media, it's only in the email newsletter, and you can sign up to get it for free. Just go to bit.ly slash bruiseletter2021 and sign up in 10 seconds. Again, the site is bit.ly slash bruiseletter2021. Aaron Bruski, straight to your inbox. And also, folks, we've got to tell you about the Fantasy Pass. Fantasy draft season is over, and you Brewski 150'd your way to a hell of a team. But the season has just begun. The Fantasy Pass is still the best deal in the industry at just $4.99 per month. And now that we're into the regular season, there is zero commitment. Sign up for one month for 5 bucks. If you don't like it, you can cancel. We know you'll love it, but it's always nice to have that option. The Fantasy Pass has everything you'll need to dominate all year. Updating projections, new fantasy appraiser tools, schedule and streaming charts, pickups, drops, and our newest and coolest feature, the HoopBall Discord server, where you all can hang out with HoopBall pros around the clock and get one-on-one help with your team. So please do check it out. Head to hoop-ball.com and click on the Fantasy Pass ad just below the main media wall. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.